Hello, this is Tom Williams. You are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. Well, I love going to Raven Theater, and I, I've always enjoyed top-notch non-equity theater. And one of the best productions around this year is Trip the Bountiful that stars Millicent Hurley Spencer. Hello, Millicent. Should I call you Millie? Yes, please. Okay. Millie, what a fantastic job you did in one of the toughest roles there is to do in theater. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, but Long Day's Journey came to mind just to (laughs) put another role out there. That was hard. But yeah, pretty tough. Pretty tough one. That's true. That is true. I mean, how do you prepare for a role like this? I mean, Lois Smith wins a Jeff in 08. Mm -hmm. Going way back, Geraldine Page wins an Oscar for the film. Mm-hmm. So how do you take on a daunting role like this? And so tell us your preparation. Um, well, one of the good things, and, a, and this has happened to me several times when I've taken on um, roles that are rather well known. Um, I did not see the movie. I've only seen maybe a, a glimpse of it. And I had never, unfortunately, had never, and fortunately, had never read the script before by Horton Foote. Um, so when Joanne, uh, proposed me looking at it, uh, I read it and I fell in love with it and I went, wow, the woman is written as a 60 year old woman. And I said, I'm not too far from that age right now. Uh, I got, and yes, I was very intimidated by Geraldine Page and Lois Smith and actually Cecily Tyson on Broadway doing the, um, the, uh, all black cast, um, but I, I so identified with so many parts of the character. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this my trip to Bountiful. I really don't have anything to go on other than I know they're great actresses. You know, and I can see them doing the part because I've read the script. So I'm just going to make this my trip. <laughs> you know, and utilize what I have in, in my life and um, my, um, my skill set to prepare for her. Did you come up with that that little patter running when you went it's in written, and out of the scenes? Written, written in the script. How, how you run is not written, but it is written. The, the daughter-in-law is constantly saying, walk, don't run. So he, he wrote that in there. And you know, what you did was memorable, the way you did the run. And I don't remember Lois Smith or anyone else doing that. So oh, you, interesting. you established something, yeah. Well, it's very taxing. <laughs> um, my feeling also is that her running, when she's in the two rooms, you know, when she's in Houston, stuck in those those two rooms, uh, I kind of imagined a bird being caged. Uh, and, and one, she has a love of birds, obviously, at the, at, at, I don't, spoiler alert, but uh, she loves birds. That's not a spoiler alert, but she loves birds, and you find that out at some point. Uh so to me, I kind of took on her being a caged bird running around the apartment. And, and maybe that helped, you know, with the way I ran or whatever. But that's kind of the picture I had of her just being caged up. But that wins the audience. You win the audience over with that. Yeah. Awesome. Good to know. <laughs> tell us for those people who have who don't aren't familiar with the play. Tell us about the play without giving, you know, giving away too much, but about, about her and what her journey is. Absolutely. Um, it's a woman, 60, 60 years old. Um, 
this is, uh, she'd lived in a small rural town in Texas, farmed all her life. Uh, her husband died and she was left with a son. And so she sold off uh, most of her parents' property and moved to Houston so that her son could have an education. Uh, when, while they're in the city, obviously, uh, Ludi meets and marries uh, my, my daughter-in-law. He's an accountant. He's the only one working. She does not work. Uh, I have a pension check. But we are cooped up in a very tiny apartment. My son has been sick for a couple of years and has gone through his savings. So my pension check really is what this um, family is living on. Uh, so the husband goes to work and the daughter-in-law and the and my character are a little bit like oil and water. Uh, I would imagine any couple, specifically starting out young, uh, now they're in their 40s, it would be hard to live with an in-law. Um, so there's there's some abrasiveness. There's a lot of dysfunction going on uh, in the family, but it's really it's really tough for all of them to to be in that household. So the mother and the daughter in law do not get along very well. I grate on her nerves. She grates on mine, and the son is kind of caught in between. Uh, but the son loves the mother very very much, uh, and I was always trying to be the peacekeeper. And I I'm not surprised that he got ill actually. <laughs> In that situation. Well, so and your character is certainly uh, uh, doted on her husband and everyone, and and actually the the, the daughter-in-law because she does the cooking and and the cleaning. She wants to keep active. Is that right? My character does. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I would imagine her being. You know, she's very religious. I can imagine her thinking. You know. What is it? Idle, idle hands, you know, make the devil work or something like that. I can't remember what the adage is um, because uh, I just can't think right now. But, um, yeah, she, she wants to keep busy. She's in herself has become kind of nervous because she never knows, I think, what her daughter-in-law, how her daughter-in-law is going to treat her. Or um, I, I know she's constantly thinking now of trying to escape and get back to her hometown of Bountiful. So she in turn has become kind of a nervous person herself. She is, she's kind of turning into what Jesse May <laughs> is picturing her as and treating her as. So you got to tell us about the Jesse May character because she, she's the, uh, the, the daughter-in-law from hell. Yes, she is. And I think Ellie does an amazing job with her because um, the character would be so, so easy just to hate because you think she has no feelings and she just, you know, is kind of mean to the mother-in-law and has her husband kind of wrapped around her finger. Um, and she doesn't cook and she doesn't clean and she just complains <laughs> about wanting to get her Coca-Colas and meet her friend at the, at the beauty parlor. Uh, but you do see she has a struggle because she, they have not been able to have children. Uh, they're in their mid forties now. It's probably not going to happen. So that's kind of a blow to her. Uh, like I said, it's, it's hard for a couple to keep a relationship going, I think, uh, with an in-law in that close quarters, unless everybody got along really, really well. Um, you know, so, so there's that um, uh, part of her, too, that you see that, that uh, you can kind of understand where her character comes from. And then there's just the part where Jessie Mae is just selfish. You know, she's, she's a pretty selfish, self-centered character. Um, but what I love about this play is I think you see everybody go through an arc of switching and finding, um, a little more of a balance, you know, in their life. There's, I think they all end up with a little more hope. Yeah. And it, it, it's such a beautifully written play too. Uh, 
uh, well, they call heart and foot the uh, the checkoff of America, and I think that's somewhat true. And it, it's just such a such a wonderful play. Yeah, it really is. And I I um, before I go on stage every night, I <laughs> I kind of thank the universe for giving me this role and, and letting me take this journey every night because it's it's hard physically and emotionally. And but I I just get the biggest smile on my face before I go out on stage. It's like okay. Here we go. <laughs> and I love hearing the language. Love, love, love it. Love saying it, love hearing it. Yeah, and I, lo I love the demeanor that, that, that you give, the, the looks. and Because and, uh, uh, sometimes you don't react verbally. You just react with, with those, those looks. Yeah. Those, yeah. Just, those go right to the heart. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's interesting. I, um, I haven't seen all the pictures. There was a photo shoot. I haven't seen all the pictures. I've just, I do read reviews. And as I'm looking at some of the reviews, I'm, I'm getting to see some of these great pictures that I, you know, hadn't seen before. And some of the looks on my face, I'm like, oh, dear God, I'm my mother. <laughs> and I say that in a good way. I just, it just, I looked at one picture and it kind of made me cry. I'm like, oh, my God, it's my mom. And she has passed away. So so tell us about your, your preparation each night when you do a run like this. Um, I... I get into the, I get into the theater at my hour call, and I walk in and I check a few props. Um, but I do some vocal warm ups, certainly uh, because the the dialect I want to be in control of the dialect because um, it's a very slack jawed dialect to begin with, and I just want to make sure that I'm going to be crisp and and do the dialogue uh, justice. Uh, Southwest Texas dialogue, right? Um, yeah, I mean. Bountiful is actually a, a fictional place, uh, so it's. I think it's supposed to be East Texas, actually, Tom. I'm not quite positive. B, but we settled on a rural accent uh, for Ludi and me, and then Ellie could have more of a city accent, so she's a little different. And then certainly Jen Short uh, is from um, uh, more of an upper middle class family, and she's more of a southern plantation uh, accent. Um, but I, I do my warm-ups and then I physically do some stretches and I always say this psalm out loud, um, the, the 91st psalm, because it's the one that tongue-ties me the most. Because <laughs> it's like, with my other lines, I, I always uh, memorize lines word perfect uh, in honor of the playwright and I just think that's how you should do it. Um, but obviously with dialogue, if you forget a line or something happens, you know, you can fill it in with something, but I always practice the 91st Psalm because that's kind of like poetry and you can't mess that up. So I will say that out loud. Um, and then I kind of, uh, practice my falls. Uh, and I, yes, yeah, I don't want to give a spoiler alert on that one, but I just kind of physically go through, um, some of the things I need to go through and, that's it. And then uh, backstage, we do a group warm up with everybody. So that's kind of like my individual warm up just to warm up my mouth and my body. And then when we go back uh, about 10 minutes before uh, curtain time, we do a group warm up. And that's just to get our blood going and our voices going. And they usually involve dance. <laughs> so we're back. A, a lot of audience members don't realize that uh, how important the preparation, the warm up and that preparation is before you go on stage. You just don't walk in and do, and do it. No, uh, some people do, you know, and they're fine. Um, most people I know, most actors I know, do some form of warm-up, specifically vocal warm-up. 
before they go on stage. Um, yeah, but a lot of people don't know all that preparation goes on. Behind. Now, this is a silly question, but but it's 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 pertinent. In the rocking chair, you really get that rocking chair going in certain scenes. And I, I kept looking, I kept saying, man, she's getting it going pretty fast. I hope she, it doesn't flip <laughs> over. But I, I don't know that much about rocking chairs. But, but it's, well, that's another almost another character. Yeah, I had rocking chair time. <laughs> I was like, okay, before we start, I got to get in that rocker and, and do that violent. Because I did get a note from Joanne uh, saying, you know, it needs to be, you need to really rock that chair. And I said, okay, then I need to practice with that chair. And practice I did. So I, I know when I'm rocking now, it's be, it's just kind of become like, you know, my third arm or something. I can kind of feel where the rocker may tip over. And I know not to go there. I've kind of got it where I can like push off with my feet and know that I'm not going to tip over. I hope. <laughs> it certainly adds to the tension. It's, it's a nice little prop. Yeah. And it, re it really helps me keep up that energy, um, of being upset and, uh, it gives me a lot to work with. It's pretty cool. So what I like also about the play is the, the, the mental and, and, emotional journey that you go on mm -hmm. that, that I think really makes a difference that the, the last couple of scenes in the show, which we don't want to give away, but I, I will say are, are worth the whole show. It, they are really strong. Yeah. You're talking about the end of act two, I think. And some part of the, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say about that without giving anything away. We don't want to. We don't want to give anything away. So let's put a little commercial for the show. It's at Raven Theater. Mm -hmm. Tell us when you're running. Well, you're at. You're on. Uh, uh, what's the address? Sixty-one. Fifty-seven North Clark. North Clark, right? And you're running what? Thursday, Friday, Saturday at seven thirty, and there is a Sunday matinee at three p.m. Three p.m. And, and we're gonna and we're gonna go through November seventeenth with a possible two-week extension. Well, I have a feeling that's gonna happen because. Many of the shows at Raven do extend. You, mm -hmm. you guys have a pretty strong following, don't you? Yeah, and once the momentum, the reviews have been really great, and uh, we're hoping that translates into sales. Uh, and it, we should see it start to pick up, like about now. I think the audience is really starting to pick pick up, and and a lot of people are talking about it and and reading the reviews, and uh, buzz is getting out there. I'm, I think, and and hopefully this will help. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Yeah, I, I have pretty good following that that listens to these uh, podcasts. Awesome. Uh, so tell us what, what audiences should, should take from the play. Oh, you know, so many people have told me so many things. One, one couple were hit very strongly about the Ludie and Jesse may not being able to have kids that really affected them. Um, a lot of people were just offended that, uh, people getting elderly are treated so poorly. Um, a lot of people could identify with uh, a, a lot of family living in close quarters, you know, and not getting along. Um, it's starting to happen again with the, with the economy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there, there's, there's many issues involved. I think what people take away is hope. Actually, I, I think there's a hopefulness, um, like said, genuine, genuine, real people is what what, he, what Court and Foot created, and what your cast just so 
so beautifully presented. Yes, I agree. I, I agree. 100%. So I think that's what people can take away with it. Like, and I think it makes them process, you know, m many issues. But I, but I think overall, there's a, there's a hopefulness in, involved for all the characters and uh, that I hopefully audience members take away. Well, you should uh, be proud of your performance. Uh, I call it a tour de force, but it's almost a normal uh, performance for you because just about every play I've seen you in, you've been, you've been magnificent. Oh, wow. Thank you, Tom. You've had a heck of a career. I mean, dancing at Lunasol was just, just magic. And that's, that was your Jeff Award. Is that it was. It was. That was my yep first nomination for a, for a uh, supporting role like that, and, and I won. It was pretty awesome. That, that was pretty amazing. And I'll tell you a little secret. I'm wearing the same shoes in this role that I wore in Dancing at Lunasol. Well, if it worked in one role... It could work in another role. Yeah, the costume, customer let me use them. They're like perfect for this show. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and you just did a, a long run in Superior Donuts, which I thought was a great production. Yeah, that was so much fun. Ugh. When I strapped on that, you know, that utility belt with my gun and everything, that was just like a, an amazing feeling. It's interesting. One of my neighbors is a police officer, and uh, we would have talks about <laughs> the belt and everything. So he taught me how to wear it properly. Yeah, that was, that was a great show. I had so much fun with that. And that, that Mary Archie production that, that you were in was so much better than, than the Steppenwolf production. It, it, it's an example of just because the non-equity and it's, a, you know, it's not big budget doesn't mean it can't be quality theater. Absolutely. And I, and I can't speak to that because I actually didn't see the original. And um, I'm a big fan of, of Michael Hill, John Michael Hill. And... Um, uh, but I, I think our production was pretty amazing, actually. So thank you for saying that. And it showed the guts of uh, Mary Archie, too, to, uh, to rebound, it, it, you know, at a, at a uh, higher rent, bring it down into the main theater district. Yeah, well, um, Rich Kotowski felt very strongly about the script, and he helped actually with the working script. So a lot, a lot of the lines in there are actually his that he, you know, input and whatever. So he was very attached to the script. Because um, he worked with Tracy um, in in many of their reincarnations of or drafts of it, I think. Yeah, and I think he did it. Didn't he do it uh, in Washington? Yes, he did. Actually, he did. Yep, yep, he did. And he wanted, yeah. And so he felt very strongly about bringing it back here. And and you know, as you said, Mary Archie is kind of in that neighborhood where I think Tracy had pictured, you know, the donut shop buying. So. Well, that's mm -hmm. good. And let's go on some of the other uh, stuff. Lettuce and lovage. Oh, I'd read twist. That was that was terrific. <laughs> yeah, that was that was another tour de force. Yeah, Jan Jan Ellen Graves is such a great actress. She was so much fun to work with. Um, and you know, Steve Scott directed that, of course. And um, we had such a, a great supporting cast as well. I I had so much fun with that role. That yeah, that was another one. Well, that was another one where it was so great. I got to wear you know a nightgown. <laughs> Almost throughout the whole show. It's like, if I'm going to be working this hard, it's like, at least I'm in comfortable clothing. <laughs> I just realized that in the beginning of this show, I'm in my nightgown, too. So, yeah, I'm pretty lucky, costume-wise. Yeah, that's a trademark for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and a Delicate Balance was another was another a terrific performance. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, my husband was in there. And Jan as well. Yeah, and Brian Perry. 
Yeah. And, and, and I actually, what did I, I ended that show in a nightgown. I did. Well, that's turning into a trademark for you. <laughs> that's so funny. When you come out with your line of, night, of, uh, of nightgowns. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, let's talk about you are part of a husband and wife team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chuck Spencer, who I, who I admire is one of the top actors in town. Mm-hmm. But this time you guys are in a different place because I know he's in a play at Gift Theater. Broadsword. Yep. I have not seen that yet, but I understand he's he's gotten rave notices. Yeah, he uh, they just opened this past Monday. So I was lucky enough to actually get to the opening. So how many plays have you been in with him? Gosh, people have asked us that question, and I and I have to think. Um, in 1997, our first one was at the old Raven Theater space, and that was You Can't Take It With You. We were on each, we were on stage with each other for maybe a second. Um, what did we do after that? I don't think we worked together until Dancing at Lunasa. And if you remember correctly, uh, my he played my nephew that I had a relationship with, and so I would talk to him on stage to a blank space, and he was actually sitting in his apartment, you know, typing up above. So even though we were on stage together, we never actually looked at each other. <laughs> then we were in Seagull together at Raven. Um, and then I think the next time we did something together was a delicate balance up at Red Twist. I'm pretty sure. Might be missing one. Hey. Okay. Oh, yes. My husband just sent me a piece of paper. <laughs> uh, before A Delicate Balance, we did Autumn Garden at Eclipse. Okay. Now, so I guess that begs the question, uh, are you, I, I, your husband and wife, are mm -hmm. you both just actors? Did you meet on stage or what? People want uh, to know that, so I have to ask. Funny story. I'll tell it to you very quickly. Uh, we met through, actually, the, the woman who costumed this show is a very good friend of mine, Kate Murphy. And uh, she used to, uh, she costumed at Raven a long, long, long time ago as well. And she had met Chuck costuming, and she knew me very well. And she was like, oh, my God, Millie, you got to meet this guy, Chuck Spencer. He's awesome, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I went and I saw some of his work, and I went, oh, he's a good actor, you know, and he's kind of cute. Uh, but he, he was with somebody at the time. Kate told me they broke up, and she kept trying to fix us up. Well, both Chuck and I worked uh, full-time, and we didn't want to date other actors. <laughs> so we avoided each other like the plague for like four or five years. <laughs> Finally, a friend of ours put us on a blind date. I knew it was Chuck. Chuck didn't realize it was the same Millie that everybody was trying to fix him up with. To make a long story short, we met, uh, we became friends, and then the rest is history. Well, that's a terrific story. I, and I love that. I, one of the reasons I had to ask it is there are a lot of people who are actors who won't date other actors. Mm -hmm. Yet in Chicago, we have we have a, a number of husband and wife teams that, that are just, you know, terrific, have great marriages and... Absolutely, I agree. And I, and I know a lot of them and I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah. So uh, are there any roles that you're particularly dying to play? That people ask me that. I, I know a lot of times, um, for instance, you know, playing the mother in Long Day's Journey, a lot of people, you know, aspire for that. I, I, I like the play. I, I think it's kind of amazing, but I don't have a desire to play that role. Um, but I bet you wouldn't turn it down. 
probably not. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I get a lot of requests to come into audition. I'm very, very lucky um, that I get all these opportunities. And so it, it's, it's kind of eclectic. People will send me a script and I'll read it. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I've, I've heard of that role. I never, you know, read the script. This is amazing. I, you know, I'll go audition for that. Um, so no, I think, I think it's kind of roles come to me, opportunities come to me and I'll read the script. And if I like it, it's like, wow, this is really awesome. I'll go audition for that. But off the top of my head, I have to tell you, um, there's nothing I can think of. Probably after this is over, I'll be like, oh God, you know, I've always wanted to do this. But right oh, Shakespeare. Now, um, you know, I love Shakespeare. I used to do Shakespeare in the Park up in Minneapolis. Um, and I, I love the language. That's another I actually miss doing it because I, I love the language um and the characters. But I I really don't have a desire. There's there's such a small group of people, I think. Um, that love to do it and keep getting cast. I, I don't know if I'd be accepted in that pool of actors, you know, and, and certainly the Shakespeare theaters around here and companies have not called me in um, for that. So it's not a great loss. I'll go see it. Uh, and certainly I'd love to audition for something. And I, and I have earlier on in my career, but, but nothing recently. Um, but yeah, I would probably want to do some Shakespeare. Okay, good. What about roles for you and Chuck together? Do you guys ever think or maybe plan that? You know, we've never, if we've done it, it's been in passing with people and people probably have said, oh my God, you and Chuck should do that. And then it went out of our heads. <laughs> but but no, we've never actually sat down and gone, oh, wow, I'd love to do this show. We should do this together. So you haven't you haven't picked out plays that you'd love? Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, we just haven't. But do you, are you comfortable working with them? Because some people aren't comfortable Oh my God! I, I we have so much fun working together. I feel totally, totally comfortable on stage with him. Yeah, and and we help each other. Like even when we're not on stage, you know, we'll read lines with each other and help each other with emotional things and whatever. Yeah, I feel very, very comfortable with him, and and would love to work with him again. So, well, that's great. That's that speaks a lot to well to the professionalism of both you and Chuck. Well, this has been great, and. You are just magnificent uh, in Trip the Bountiful. Keep up <laughs> the good work. And it was Jeff recommended, so who knows? There might be. I, I, I said to a couple people, I said, if there's ever a performance that certainly needs to be nominated, and and probably as a as a winner, it would be your performance. Well, thank you. Sir. Thank you. As you know, it's always an honor just to be nominated. So. Yeah, it certainly is. And it, it's a great play. Runs till when? November? November 17th with a possible extension. Correct. And that will be announced. And the, the crowds have been pretty good, the audiences? We're, yeah, it's starting to pick up. You, you know, it's always a little slow <laughs> opening. But yeah, they're, they're starting to pick up. So I'm hoping it will just keep accumulating. It's like a snowball effect. Folks, get out and see this. Millie's performance is definitely worth the, the, the price of admission. And the rest of the cast. I was just going to say, and as you know, the rest of the cast is wonderful. So... Well, thanks for thanks for taking the time for this and folks, go see a play this week.